Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Linsanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before uh, we get into the podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to you, incredible listeners. Please don't be afraid to rate that that five star for us. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, and we got plenty of podcasts uh, out there for you. Uh, whether it's this podcast, Back Shoulder Fade, uh, Power Hour. Um, Bryce just recently did a guest appearance on uh, Zach's podcast uh, talking about um, Killers of the Flower Moon and uh, movie news and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, keep keep your eye on what we have going on. And tonight, Bryce, we got a big one. We got a big one. Big one for the loyal listeners of this podcast who pretty much have known our... our they know the deal. Uh, uh, McDaniel's and uh, our taste of bad coaching, our they taste of do. bad quarterback play, our taste of um, you know all of this stuff. Um, so before we get into, I guess let's just start off with the the you know before we actually get into our get the sack pick of the week. Josh McDaniel's was officially given the sack. Uh, their front office will also be going undergoing major changes. Their general manager uh, also gone. Um, I mean, Bryce, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've called this for years. I mean, we have called this. We have called this the moment this guy was made a top candidate in the sport. We we knew that this is who he was, and you know, I, it, it, it's. He he is an awful head coach, and he will not, in my opinion, he should not and will not be given another chance to be a head coach in the future. Oh, Caleb, we did call this as soon as it happened. We we called every little bit of the of his career uh, with the Raiders. Literally, it was they were going to suck. They are going to blame Derek Carr. They will run him out of town, and they will continue to suck until they realize that that McDaniel's is the problem. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. And now this this team is aimless. New GM, new offensive coordinator as well. Looking for a new head coach. Antonio Pierce takes the reign. But this this needs to be a proper burial of Josh McDaniels. Because his head coaching career (laughs) is over as we know it. You can go run back to Daddy Bill if you'd like. But it's going to look very, very, very embarrassing if you do this again. <laughs> if you go crawling back once again, I think he will. It's a joke, dude. It's a I think joke. He will don't you? I, I yes, I actually do. I think he will. I, I can't. I, I, I mean, I can't will. see why anyone else would hire him, even as an offensive coordinator. Maybe as a position coach. Maybe. I don't want him calling my plays. I don't want him. I wouldn't either. Plays. I wouldn't either. He no, runs an archaic you. system. He runs yes. an archaic system. It's, it's yeah, no, not. thank you. No, no. He, he's 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 been exactly what we've we've said he is. Bottom five head coach in the NFL. Um, a guy that had one nice run with Tebow. But other than that, just never really put it together as a head coach and never put it together a staff as well to make sure that was the case. Um, Bryce, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, what we're in week seven, right? Week seven, week eight, week nine. Like, 
What did you not see before the season to make the coaching change? Why did you need seven more weeks, eight more weeks of this? Like, like, it just doesn't make sense to me, Bryce. I mean, is it that they he got his guy? Is it that he... Um, but this is the same team. It's the same team, probably even worse talent than last year. And it, it's just not a, it, it's a, it's a, a horrible, um, it, it's horrible, you know, in the, in the general management and the head coaching positions. But I mean, your owner might be even worse than that. Your owner oh, is in major shots. trouble financially. I mean, he agreed to the contract with Gruden. He's still paying that. He's going to pay McDaniels basically four years of money. And then, oh yeah, they're going to have another coach. I I genuinely don't know if I'm a new coach how much I'd want to go there. People are talking about the splashiness of Harbaugh. But if Harbaugh has his pick of the litter, why is Harbaugh going to the Raiders? A great question, Caleb. It's a great question. And why do we just why why are we assuming Harbaugh goes to the NFL, huh? Oh, you know I've been kind of on that train for a long time. He, 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 Bryce, you but he's innocent. But he's innocent. Well, he, well, he's. He I, don't, do I, mean, I don't care if he is. I don't care if he is or isn't. I'm just saying he's. I mean, Bryce, it's, he's been in NFL rumors for like four or five years. Yes. yes. Like, I, it's just not a coincidence anymore. If you're constantly in the rumors for four or five years to go somewhere else, you're going to go somewhere else. It's like the NBA star that just got traded, James Harden. James Harden for about what um, year and a half with Houston wasn't going to be there anymore. Um, then when you look at you know Brooklyn, you kind of knew there was an ETA on that uh, because it wasn't Philly. When he got to Philly, there was an ETA on that. So it's like they're just that's just part of how. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't believe this Raiders organization and they are in probably the worst spot out of any in football. And, and a head coach is not going to want to sit there and go through some of this ownership problems and some of the money issues that they have. They're hooked onto a Garoppolo bonus for $12 million in 2024. The only reason they don't have to pay that bonus is if he's injured. I'm going to underline that if he's injured because we're seeing Aiden O'Connell come in this week. Mm-hmm. You know, is that a coincidence? I mean, I, I don't believe so. I think, I think they're going to try to see what they have in O'Connell because if they can get something at quarterback, okay, on a super salary, Bryce, because their owner probably like five months ago said, quote, I can't afford to fire the head coach, even though he goes into casinos and tries to win tons of money. Um. I mean, you got to do it. You got to do it. So, I mean, this is this is easily one of the worst organizations in football. They've got to regroup uh, and figure out their next steps, whether it's Harbaugh, whether it's somebody else. I don't know, uh, but it's awful. Uh, it's awful. Um, might get the sack for this week. Um, 
I mean, it's 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 a coach and a team, but mostly a, a, it's a coach. It's the coach, but the coach and the team should be getting the same blame. Okay. Matt LaFleur, get the sack. Oh, come on. Get the sack. Oh, at home, at home against this Minnesota Viking team. Below average that is Minnesota surging. Viking team. Oh, below average. Below average Minnesota oh, Viking team. Oh, come on. You, with the below you're average such quarterback. A clown. You're- with the below average quarterback. And Jordan Love, Jordan Love after this game confirmed me. Confirmed to me, he is no longer a starter in the NFL. Colin Lynn, Colin Lynn, right here, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, hold on. You think Jordan Love's good, dude? It's his first year playing. Zach, oh my gosh, Bryce. Oh my god, he's been in the league for four seasons. And not to mention, you're going to say Kirk Cousins a below average quarterback? I mean, he's like fifteen or sixteen. That's not below average. That's like right on the precipice. That's average. No, that's above average. Okay. I won't agree or disagree was on that. Surging I before he got hurt, and you're going to kick him while he's hurt? You're going to kick Time him out. while he's hurt? No, 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 no. Yeah, that's no. exactly what you're doing. You're trashing him. The man just got hurt. The man showed yeah, up to a, his trick or treating event the next day after getting. He's surgery. a great guy. I've always uh, he's a great guy. Cuz is a great guy. I have no issues with Cuz. He's been putting up stats again this season with the What's surging the Vikings team. Four and four. He's at five hundred. What's surging about Minnesota right now? Surging. They were they were winning games. Oh this God. is their third win in a row. It's their third win in a row. Okay, but you sat here. You they, sat actually, here. They've won four out of the last five. Oh my gosh! And their loss. Their loss you, oh was against my. Kansas City. They beat San Francisco. Yeah, but you didn't even think that one was a big deal. You thought the Niners just played bad. That's all. You didn't give Minnesota they credit. They did, but, the, because, but, but Minnesota Because you still thought won. you didn't give Minnesota credit. You just said San Francisco they played They still bad. won. So what is it? They what still it? won. A oh win's a win. Whether I credit them or not, it's a win's a win. And not to mention, they have, they have Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders, all in a row. All in a row. This team was was bound to get out there. They lose three of those games. No, they well now they do, but no, okay. they do not with cousins at the no, no They'd lose way. Two. They'd lose two with cousins. No, to who? To who? Atlanta and New Orleans. No, shut up. Shut up. You're you're, you're no, no, you Oh, because Taylor Heineke's and now they're going to start winning games. No, don't give me that. No, at Atlanta. It's at Atlanta, no? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't like that for the like. Don't act like going to play in Atlanta is like a big advantage or something. Atlanta's good at home. I don't know what to tell you. Look at the stats over the last couple of years. It's weird. They're the weirdest team. They're one of the weirdest home home away teams in the league. They're weird. They're wonky, man. Sure. Fine. They're wonky. They're wonky. Look, this, this. They're done, Bryce. Well, they're done now. They're done now. And they were done with Cousins. <laughs> Did you confidently think this team would make the playoffs? It's possible. They were surging. They have a trash schedule. What? A, why wouldn't that play into their favor? I mean, I'm assuming. When do you think Jefferson would have came back? Like, I don't know. But they, three, four I weeks down think, the line, I don't. Think with those teams, you need to have Jefferson. The back. offensive line, the defense. I mean, you I'm need not him back against like Cincinnati. 
Osborne and Addison. Addison's been balling. Hawkinson's been balling. Um, Osborne they, sprinkles in here and there. Yeah. Well, and then you look at this Packers team, and I'm just look. I'm done with love. I don't know how to say it. I'm done. The guy, the guy is not a first year. You can shut up, Bryce. That's a joke. He's not a first year starter. The guy's been in the league for three or four years. He's been given opportunities. If the Packers really thought he was all that good, they would have actually considered moving off Aaron Rodgers because every year before that, he wanted to leave. He mentioned him wanting to leave. He mentioned him wanting to leave. Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers offense in the first half. You want me to give you want me to give you this? You want me to give you these? Uh, let me give you these numbers. Sure, give me the numbers. Punt, 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 <laughs> punt. Field goal. Second uh, half. <laughs> Interception. Touchdown. Turnover. 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 Jordan Love. Jordan Love. That is a. That, it's just not okay. I mean, Bryce, I know you're not a QBR guy, but he was at a 17 uh, QBR. Okay, that's bad. I mean, he had a 17 QBR. It's I mean, not great. It's I don't want to see, I don't want to see <laughs> AJ Dillon get five targets in the passing game. I don't want to see that. And Jordan Love's inability to throw the ball down the field is is just it's puzzling. And the reason I'm giving LaFleur the get the sack. Is the whole offseason it was talked about how this was his team. Rogers not being there, it's his show. We can see what LaFleur really wants to accomplish. And he, he's accomplished losing to the Denver Broncos, losing to the Raiders, and losing to the Vikings, and losing to the Lions. He's lost four in a row. He's lost four in a row. I mean, at some point, fix something. Because you shouldn't have lost this Minnesota team. They gave you plenty of opportunities to win this game. Your defense played great. It forced a ton of turnovers on, on you know, the Vikings and made some plays in special teams. But this was an embarrassing performance. It was one of the worst performances of the week. Unquestionably, LaFleur needs to get the sack, and they need to reevaluate the quarterback position. Their general manager can miss me so hard on we don't know if Jordan loves our guy or not. Give Maybe me a break. Know. Maybe doesn't Turn know. the freaking film on. Turn the freaking film on. Turn the free. You, you want to know what take I have? You want to know what sure. take I have? Because this is this is going to show you how much how low I think of Jordan Love right now. I'd call Carson Wentz. Oh come on, Caleb. Oh come on. I'd call Carson Wentz right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, has he been working out? Yes. Okay. That's how bad I think he is. That's how bad I think he is. He can't throw the deep ball at all. He is no, he is, he is no, he, he doesn't use his athleticism. He doesn't use his athleticism. His accuracy is piss poor. He can't find guys when they're open. Constant back shoulder, constant throws behind. He has no accuracy. He's, he, he's, he's not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He is the worst quarterback in this division by an overwhelming mile. And he's probably a bottom two or three NFC starting quarterback. Oh my goodness. I don't know why you got this bone to pick with Jordan Love, but my gosh. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just done. I'm I'm tired of just, oh, we don't know anything. I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of it. We've seen we've seen double digit games of this guy multiple years. Like he was a first round draft pick, so the team would have wanted to play him if they thought he was good. He eat and either a couple things have to happen. LaFleur has to adjust. 
or LaFleur has to make a decision about Jordan Love as a starting quarterback. And I, I that's why I'm going to get the sack. I think there's pressure in Green Bay right now. A lot, actually. Interesting. Give me yours. Okay. I'm going to get the sack this week. Uh, Could have stole one on the road and didn't due to an odd play call uh, given to your backup quarterback, uh, which, you know, who's played well, but in that situation, probably not the call you want to go with and not the, not what you want to do. I think you, you try to just move the sticks and you end the game, you win the game. My get the sack this week is none other than Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns. You go into Seattle, one of the toughest places to play in all the NFL. You have a lead. You have a three-point lead with a few minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It is third and three. You're down in your own end. And what do you dial up? Not a run to, to Kareem Hunt, who had a good game. Not a screen pass to Kareem Hunt in the flat. Not David Njoku on an out route. Not Amari Cooper on a slant. No, Amari Cooper on a deep ball. With P.J. Walker quarterback, not Deshaun Watson. Not that Deshaun Watson can make that throw either anymore. But you throw a deep pass to Amari Cooper. It's intercepted. Geno Smith throws the the game-winning touchdown to none other. None other. Than the OHIO legend himself, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And the Seahawks steal this win, basically, in their own building, in in, in all honesty. Uh, Cleveland played a great game, and they lose it at the end. And Stefanski's just got to know better. Run a better play than a a deep ball to to Amari Cooper. You you do not need to make that play call that, that difficult. There's no way. You have several guys on that on that roster that can make a play for you for three yards. I didn't love it. Uh, you lost this one, and honestly, I know Watson practiced today, but I'm they're done. They're done, Caleb. No, I've crossed them off. Done. Yeah, I, I don't see a world where this team can play the way they're trying to play right now. I, I just, I, I just don't see it. I mean, unless Watson just pulls like some 2019, you know, Pro Bowl level, they're they're just right. No chance. It's like if that doesn't happen, that this is not going to get there. Um, I I don't think what that game showed me a lot, Bryce, is you you can have you can have a great run game, and you can have you know, a a good offensive line with a really strong defense. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you have to have a quarterback who can at least drive down the field. And, like, the Browns, like, just just don't have that. And I'm not not really trying to take a shot at Walker. I mean, the the truth is he shouldn't be in this position. That's the truth. The the truth is we shouldn't have to be talking about whether DTR or P.J. Walker can lead this team to a playoff spot. We just shouldn't. I mean, it's on to Sean. It's on to Sean Watson. It's on the coaching staff. Um, I mean, they've got players around them, right? I don't think Amari Cooper's been bad for them. You know, when Njoku's getting targets, and you know, after the whole house fire situation, I feel like he's gotten a lot better. So, at some point, I, I just think this Browns team—it's it, going to be really hard for them in this division to get away with the way they're trying to play. 
I mean, and I, I agree with you, Stefanski's Stefanski's a great one. I don't know if it's like one of those where a lot of people are going to take note of it, but like if you watch that game, he absolutely should be getting a sack. I mean, especially, I mean, Bryce, did you see how they closed that game in the end? Just like how easy it was for Seattle? It's yeah. just so easy. Yeah, just totally. So easy. Quarterback roundup. Um, quite a lot. Quite wow. a lot. I'm going to try wow. to figure this out. And then um, Bryce can help me out. Yeah. Uh, so we got Kenny Pickett, uh, who was out, who was battling through injury, and then Mitch Trubisky came in. Uh, New York Giants had Tyrod Taylor. Uh, they go into uh, DeVito, Tommy I mean DeVito, uh, as their quarterback uh, against the, uh, the New York Jets. Uh, you go out and you have Taylor Heineke coming in for Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, a favorite quarterback of this podcast, uh, yes. benched. Uh, for 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 we're big uh, big Heineke guys, big Heineke guys. We got Gardner Minshew still as quarterback. Mac Jones is still finding his role at quarterback. Um, I mean, there is a numerous Brett Ripien came in last week. Um, I mean, <laughs> a lot of quarterback changes. A lot of quarterback changes. I mean, yeah, just so yeah, many. I mean, it's hard to even keep them straight. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Pickett is going to play this week. Uh, Daniel Jones will be back this week. It appears uh, Watson might be back. Josh Dobbs benched, then traded to Minnesota as yeah. Kirk Cousins is done for the that. year with his Achilles. Josh Allen mispracticed today. That's something yeah. to keep an eye on. Matthew Stafford injured. Uh, sounds like he's going to be fine. Will Levis, uh, Tannehill already ruled out for Thursday night. Will yeah. Levis will get his second his second start. Um, I'm trying to think what, what else we got. Uh, Jalen Hurts still banged up, but still balling. Um, Fields out again. Fields right? is going to be yeah, a secret agent, as our friend Zach Griffith likes to call him. Uh, question for you, Caleb. Yeah. Uh, oh, before I get to that question, Aiden O'Connell starting for Jimmy yeah. G this week yeah. Yeah. It, it, for the new regime. Um, so rumors are that Clayton Toon is going to start for the Cardinals. Do you think Kyler tries to come back this week against the Browns? You know, you guys are going to, I think you're going to disagree with this because you don't look at this stuff the way that I do, but I think, I don't know if Arizona is going to play him. Like I think at Kyler, I, I know. I feel like they're going to pull the closest thing we've ever seen to a full on tank. I mean, it's so weird. You trade dops. It's just weird. What, Mm -hmm. what's the incentive in, in trading dops and, and putting a six round fifth round rookie quarterback into your system. And I don't know how long that's going to be Bryce, but I I don't really care. That's just, that's just weird. I mean, Dobbs Mm -hmm. wasn't playing bad for you. Dobbs would, you know, and you need a backup quarterback, period. You got to have a backup quarterback. If Kyler Murray was to come back, I would want the security of Josh Dobbs, not the security of Clayton Dune. Right. Um, right. I love to see Kyler Murray back uh, because I think their offense is pretty solid, actually. Uh, I think they've been getting a lot of production from a lot I of agree. players. I, uh, I think, uh, Bryce, we, I know we like to talk about Laporta, but I, I really want to give Trey McBride a shout out. I think he's a very underrated tight end who's been playing really well the last couple of weeks since Ertz has been out. 
and, you know, is giving them a young and up and coming, you know, starting type of player. And um, I, I would say probably, I would say they're going to start tune. I think they're going to try to play tune and it wouldn't shock me if the team push the team wants Murray is set, but I think Murray wants to play. I mean, it's been a while since he's been back on the field. And I, I, I'll be honest. I, I think he's underrated as hell. I mean, I think Kyler Murray is so underrated. Well, now he, everybody yeah. talks about, I mean, he's, he's, you know, people really like there was a point last year, Bryce, where teams were like, well, I don't know if we want to trade for Kyler Murray. Really? Like, I mean, there is absolutely half the league should be craving for his services. Craving. Like, Craving like someone would with for a subway cookie after the footlong, like craving. Okay. Craving. I mean, I don't I know. This quarterback situation is awful. It's awful. The quarterback situation is awful. I hope that something gets figured out just in general. Um, I mean, I'm happy to see Pickett back. I mean, Levis showed something, but man, there was some rough quarterback play this last week. Uh, trade deadline. A um, lot of trade deadline moves. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I guess yeah, a couple of the highlight. You know, Chase Young going to the Niners. Yeah, baby. OSU boys linked up. Montez Sweat to Chicago. Uh, Leonard Williams. or I I mean, I'm going to call him Leonard Williams, but I'll say Big Cat Williams because I know that's starting to become a thing now. Uh, Leonard Williams to uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I mean, Bryce mentioned it earlier. Uh, The Vikings got Dobbs. Um, Donald Peoples-Jones got traded. but. I, I'm just going to be honest. Like, what a pointless deadline. Like, so many of these teams should have been on the phone, double phone, making moves. I mean, I, I said before the season, one of my boldest predictions all season was this was going to be the most active trade deadline. And it should have been. Look at these. Te- look at how many teams. Like Bryce, if you and I made a list, and you made a list on a Word document, we listed all the teams we don't think would make the playoffs. Not kidding you. My guess is that's probably ten to twelve already. Sell. Yeah. yeah. Sell. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand some of these moves. And I mean, I'll say for you know, like Seattle and San Francisco. I mean, clearly that was a, you know. Hey, let's you did this. Well, I want to do that. You know, pushing each other to be best. And and I think that's awesome. You know, and, and I like moves like that. Washington was the closest team that did it. And I think coming out of this deadline, that's what I'm most impressed with. I'm most impressed with the fact that Washington said, we just got to suck it up. We got to do this. We got to get these picks and we got to start building this team because as much as you know, they do have real talent on the defensive line, Bryce. I don't know if it was going to change the ceiling of this team, regardless if they were there or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I mean, Washington probably did the right thing. I mean, they have no pass rush now. Um, I know Jonathan Allen has got to be pissed. Oh, <laughs> uh, he, He's the one that's left behind. That's so sad. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's business, too. And, you know, it sounds like Josh Harris was very involved in this in these deals. Um, So I know he he's definitely got some things in mind to leave his mark on the franchise and really turn it around there, which, hey, man, respect, respect for doing. 
I'm down for it. I just hope you do you make the right moves and actually get it turned around. Um, I think you should also fire Ron Rivera, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Uh, the Montez Sweat, Chicago traded for Montez Sweat. It just steal. I know, steal I know you're. Austin. I know you're mad. I know you're mad about it, just like I am. It doesn't make any sense. Yes, it's a blockbuster trade, but what does this do for Chicago long term? I, I, no idea. It does nothing. No idea. It no doesn't idea. do anything for you. He needs and not to, to mention, it's an expiring contract. So you better he hope was, you offer him the bag. Yeah. A yeah. big enough bag because your, he wants to go back to Atlanta, where he's from. Well, and here's your problem. Here's your problem. Is it worth this season, if you were a defensive end and got tagged, you would have been tagged for $20 million approximately. Is it worth it for Chicago next season to tag Montez Sweat for $20 million? Oh, it's senseless. I agree. I agree. It's senseless. It's, yeah. It's and it's the fact they get they got rid of another second round pick. That you could definitely use. Another tool, another way of building this team and getting some younger pieces. I mean, Bryce, I, I think it's a joke. They didn't trade Jalen Johnson. I thought it was a joke. I agree. Uh, I thought it was a joke. You can't tell me there wasn't good offers there. I just won't buy it. He's under 25. He's he's a he can play inside, he can play outside. And I felt like a lot of contenders needed secondary help. I mean, Green Bay, for crying out loud, Green Bay got a third round pick for Rasul Douglas. What's Jalen Johnson gonna get you? Yeah, Rasul Douglas is 29. I mean, please. I mean, Jalen Johnson would have gotten you a premium package. And, you know, I, I just can't believe the way that they chose to operate this deadline. And meanwhile, you know, a team like team like Washington decided to spin it and they decided to say, look, we're going to do this. We're going to make these moves. And, you know, I'll be honest, like the, the, the deal that I thought made the most logical sense for both teams was the Leonard Williams trade. Was the Leonard Williams trade. I could see it from both sides. I, I think Seattle, it'd be good for Seattle, to get a core guy in there, a core defensive line piece for their, for their future, the building block. I think he's, Certainly capable of doing that. And if you're the Giants, you know, you have Thibodeau and you have Lawrence. It's not like you don't have a pass rush. And if you don't really think that signing him is in your best interest, I mean, move off it. Get get some draft capital and really try to get this thing going. Um, you know, I that was the one deal that I really liked from both sides that I could understand. Um, you know, Chase Young, I thought from both sides made sense. I, though I do think Washington it's hard for me to understand how Montez Sweat got a second and Chase didn't. But um, overall, the two deals that I felt like made the most sense were the Young and Williams moves. Yep. And then like Donovan Peoples-Jones, like that move's not, that move's That's not just really depth. doing anything for me. I, I think it's just a depth thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they're truly like, oh yeah, you know, this is going to change things. It, with Marvin Jones stepping aside, I think they just want to add one more depth there. Veteran depth. No doubt. No doubt. Um, next up, we'll get into some games here. Uh, Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Mentioned it at the top of the show, talking about quarterback roundups. Um, Trubisky came in about second half of this game. Bryce, if I'm being perfectly honest, that's when Jacksonville took care of business. 
I mean, I thought Kenny Pickett wasn't all that great in this game, but you know, there's a little more light at the light in the end of the tunnel there with Pickett and and Trubisky. I just don't think gives you any hope. I mean, no. I, I would say, I would say, if I was, if I if I had Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky as my quarterback, and I was in your shoes, and I pretended that I was, you know, if I was a Colts fan, and I I saw Miss Mitchell Trubisky on my screen. 16 days, 16 weeks a, a year, uh, no game. I would be going no hope with my team. None. I'd have no hope. I, I would just sit there and go. I, I wouldn't even try to evaluate my team. I wouldn't be like, man, like, look at our receivers. Look at our run. I'd be like, no, it's Mitch Trubisky. He's my quarterback. He completely took them out of this game. I thought the second half, he couldn't do anything. He comes in, he makes, he make, keeps making bad plays, does what he's always done. And Jacksonville, arguably the hottest team in the league, finds a way to get a win on the road. Yeah, they, they won. I'm still not like super impressed with Jacksonville. I still don't buy them. Um, I, I don't know. I need to see more. The, the Pittsburgh win doesn't impress me, especially with Pickett not playing most of this game. Yeah, like you said, as soon as Mitch Trubisky comes in, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. I mean, he threw an interception to triple coverage. Triple coverage. Not double, not single, triple. Triple coverage. That, that should be all you need to know. And, uh, I mean, with Pittsburgh, you know, it looks like they're going to be about a 500 team, Caleb. I think they're still going to be in the mix when it comes to playoff time. 100%. 100%. You know? Joey Porter is establishing himself in this league. He's now the starter. Um, so I, I think that'll be something interesting to follow as the season goes on. Um, I mean, as long as Pickett can stay healthy, you know, we'll see how bad it is. You know, we'll see how Pittsburgh goes. But for Jacksonville, yeah. hey, you know what? I mean, they're still grinding wins. And respect to him for doing it. I just, I still don't buy... Yeah. Like, what are you I'm not sorry. buying? Like, you're so, not buying so them in the look, top tier of contenders? Yeah, so when I look at their wins, Caleb, let's think about this here for a second. So, two are against the Colts. Okay. Okay. Who, who has a losing record? Okay. Two, two of the wins are in London. I, I don't know. Something about London games, just weird things They're happen. a little weird. Yeah. Weird things happen. Yeah. So, that leaves two other wins. Obviously, the win against the Saints... Very gritty win. Impressive from Lawrence. You know, with the injury, come in there, put up 31 points on a good Saints defense on the road. That's a good win. And then Steelers, you you win 20 to 10 on the road again against Mitch Trubisky right. for most of the game. I mean, forgive me for still having question marks. Maybe I should. Maybe I'm a hater, but I I'm still not there yet. Still not there yet with them. I get it. I mean, they, they probably need an established win and they do have an opportunity to do that when they play San Francisco after the bye. And yeah. if they, if they can, you know, remain competitive in that game or come out with the win, um, maybe that can help them in terms of their big picture run. I think Bryce, just the way they're grinding out games, that's what's probably been the most impressive thing for me. It doesn't feel like they're ever out of a game. and. I feel like we're seeing that, you know, like with Trevor, if he has a bad half or whatever, it's like he has the ability to quickly 
move on just mm-hmm. quickly. You know, I think with a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, when you, when they have a bad half, it just carries over. They don't know how to flip the switch to have a great half. Um, and I feel like that's what Trevor's doing right now when he's having those bad halves. And like Travis Etienne is running the ball about as well as any running back. Wait, in football. And yeah, he's and as hot as hot gets. That's, that's a, that's a credit to their offensive line, which that's a, a deal that I certainly forgot about Ezra Cleveland. I mean, that's going to really bolster that, that, that guard position for Jacksonville. So mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see where they go from here. Um, Steelers, I agree. They're going to be right to think of it. Uh, Bengals at the Niners. Uh, Cincinnati on the road uh, gets a 31 to 17 win over the Niners. Uh, the Bengals go to four and three. Niners go to five and three. Uh, Niners dropped a, a couple here lately. Uh, and the Bengals uh, offensively, Bryce, can you put together much better of a script? I mean, three touchdowns, you know, pretty efficient day in the air for Burrow, 100 for Chase. Higgins is back, 69 yards. Um, it just felt like this team was where everyone thought they would be in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. I, I think the difference is Burrow looks healthy, Caleb. I, I mean, we saw the way he moved in the pocket this game. He looked really good. He even had some nice scrambles for some yards. I mean, he had, he had 43 rush yards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's something he couldn't do two, three weeks ago. Not a chance. No. Uh, so I, I think this is a good win for Cincinnati. San Francisco needs to figure out some things. And obviously they feel like they need to figure it out on the defensive side of the football. I mean, you trade for Chase Young uh, to add to that scary D-line. So you add Chase Young to Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, and obviously Nick Bosa. It's a scary defensive line coming up now. Um, I think Brock Purdy needs to... There are signs that he's still not like healthy, like in the head area. Um, I saw a couple of videos where, you know, you, you kind of question, yeah, he's kind of grabbing at his neck. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He seemed pretty quick to be cleared from a concussion. Caleb, I don't know if he should have played this game if not, but nonetheless, he was out there and he didn't play well again. Um, but again, I, I maintain that. He's going to make mistakes eventually. It's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be perfect. Um, but I think they'll get it figured out. But the presence of Debo is start. The absence of Debo is starting to grow a little bit, Caleb. I don't know how you feel about that. Very much but so. Very I feel like it so. is starting to grow. Like Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey obviously have been solid. Uh, but I think Debo just gives you that little extra dimension to that offense that you got to think about. Um I'm not concerned about San Francisco yet. Uh, but if they continue to backslide like this, I will be. But I'm not ready to hit a panic button. But this is good news for Cincinnati. This is great news. I, I'm not, I'm, I agree with you that I'm not trying to hit the panic button. But, like, if you asked me two weeks ago, did I think it was Niners locked to win the division, I would have said, yeah. Yeah, and I don't anymore. Yeah, 100%. And I don't anymore. Sure. I, th- I think Seattle's really good. And I, I look at what San Francisco's doing, Bryce, and, and I'll, I'll just, I mean, you're going to call me a hater, and that's fine. But of course I mean, you are. You, you got well, to look at what Purdy's performances have been and be concerned. 
Not to mention that if you're trying to do what they want to do and haven't done for the last handful of years, you need a quarterback to win you the game. And I mean, right now, I just, I don't see it. And the other thing that I, I want to add to this is that I think it's extremely important that the Niners have the best record in the conference. They need the best record in the conference more than any team in the NFC. I don't trust this team on the road, and specifically Purdy. I don't trust this team in a playoff setting on the road against the grain when you got to have it. I just don't. And if they're a wild card team, Bryce, if Seattle beats them in the division, which is more likely, you know, every week, right? They look better. Seattle looks better. They are closer than what people are saying. And I, I'm, I just feel like they have to figure out a way to remain at the top of the conference. They've got to figure out ways to get home games for Purdy. I don't want Purdy on the road in a playoff game. If I was a San Francisco fan. That would cause me nightmares. The offensive line also needs to get fixed. I, I, I'm not the biggest Purdy well, guy. Trent like, Williams has been out. That, Bryce, you and I both know. One, that one makes guy a difference. Huge. One guy's huge, but it does, but you have got In to all block pro, better than what they have. You've got to pro. block better than what they have. Multiple you have got to pro. block better than what they have. You gosh darn know it. You got sure. to block better than what they but have. Let's, let's not. Trent Williams has been like injured. That. He stayed injured for a long time in his career. Yes, so your but, offensive line's got to be ready. It's like okay. the Cowboys and Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith gets injured every year. Tyron Smith's probably going to get injured in week 12. It's just, it's just the truth. This is how it works. That's not a shot. It's just what he is. And that's what Trent Williams is. So the Niners are going to have to figure out ways to scheme without his presence. And you don't have the luxury of a quarterback who can alleviate that pressure. You just don't have it. He, he gets the ball out quick, but you're, you're not, he's not going to sit there and change out protections on you, right? He just isn't. Mm-hmm. He just isn't. But a, a great win for the Bengals. Uh, next up, uh, Rams in Dallas. Uh, Dallas, first half, kind of put on a, a show against the, the Rams. And I, I put this game somewhat, somewhat without reach, really. Um, I mean, the, the score uh, resulted 43 to 20. Um, but like the first half in this game, they scored 23 points to, or pardon, 33 points to nine from the Rams. And like right then and there, you kind of knew this game was over. Um, what do you make of, of this game and, and, you know, the win for Dallas, the loss for LA? Mm, I, what I make of this, I make of this is, so we know Dak can do it. Why doesn't he do it more consistently? I don't know. This one really doesn't do much for me for Dallas because every couple of weeks they, you know, they flex their defensive muscle and they, they put it all together and, you know, that's fine. And the Rams, um, it's just a bad game for the Rams. Uh, I mean, they were, they, they have looked good. Obviously this game, they did not. Um, I don't know if, if, uh, McVeigh just wasn't in the building much, uh, due to the birth of his child. It's a good question. You know? Um, yeah. but nothing, I mean, this Dallas defense stifled this offense. I mean, Puka Nakua, 43 yards, Cooper cup, 21 yards. How often does that happen? Right. I mean, Daryl Henderson was their leading receiver on three catches. You know? yeah, not ideal. So, yeah. I mean, they didn't, even, they didn't even get 100 yards rushing total as a team. 
the Rams. So Dallas flexed that defensive muscle again. For those that said that the Trayvon Diggs thing is going to impact this defense that much, well, Deron Bland has three touchdowns this year. Three pick sixes. He looks really good. So, like, don't give me the the dig stuff, okay? Because that's just a myth. Okay, don't make excuses. You guys put yourself on this pedestal every single year. And Dak needs to play like, I don't know why he can't play like this all the time. You know, I know the Rams defense isn't like, you know, one of the best in, in the NFL. But, I mean, to put up four touchdowns. I mean, it's impressive. And everyone's like, oh, the, the CD-DAC connection's back. I don't know necessarily. It is for this game, but it hasn't been all season. I feel like this is the first time all season that it's really exploded. Totally agree. And I think Completely that's a little agree. overblown because, you know, that's what media likes to do to Dallas. They like to blow them uh, and overblow them. Uh, so let's, let's, see this, let's see this against a good team. Uh, like the Eagles. Oh, wait, they play them this week. Let's see what they can do against the Eagles. If they can do this against the Eagles, I'm down. I'm down. My, my, my big thing with Dallas, I think, you know, in their last couple wins, the, the key for me has been you, you're seeing how they're using Lamb, moving them around constantly. And he's making plays, which I didn't really feel like was there. McCarthy wasn't doing that uh, early in the season. I agree with you on the whole Dak connection with Lamb. I don't necessarily agree with that narrative. I just feel like it's it's overblown. Um, and this defense, you knew it was going to get after this offensive line of the LA Rams. Uh, you just knew it. Uh, this offensive line is just this LA offensive line is really rough. Uh, they they just don't have. Um, yeah, the ability to stay with these guys. I mean, the amount of pressures it felt like this team had, the amount of you know big plays that it felt like this defense just time in and time out got on the Rams um, was ridiculous. And I mean, rest the Rams at three and five. I mean, I think they're too one dimensional. I, I I I don't I, I don't see it. I mean, you would you would need McVeigh to put together some insane game plan here because I, I just don't see this team being a force for a potential playoff spot. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it, are they a cross off for you? They're like on the edge. Maybe I, I, I hate it. I hated the way they lost the last two games. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Oh, you lose to Green Bay. You're done on my watch. Oh no, I didn't know they were playing Green Bay. Oh, of course you. Yeah, because because I think because I think I think Jordan loves that bad. If you oh give up 300 gosh. yards, if you give up 300 yards to Jordan Love and Lambo, you're toast. I mean, you're done. I mean, if you if you give up that much yardage, you're done. I mean, I, I just, I'm just letting you know right now. I mean, if he is throwing for 300 on your defense, you got a problem. You got a problem. And I I, I mean, this team is so reliant on the air. I mean, it's not even funny. And if you could take that away, I mean, even if they had Kyron Williams price, I really don't see how that changes anything. No, not like that. You know, no. but yeah, we'll see. Um, Eagles, Washington. I really want to go with the splashy saying of trying not to do it. 
But the Eagles beat Washington. Uh, they took care of them. Uh, you know, a division rivalry game. Um, a game, perfectly frank, the, the Eagles had no business winning. Uh, Washington was the better team for three and a half quarters. And this Philadelphia Eagle team in the second half, you know, got a turnover from San Howell. Uh, Washington couldn't convert on a couple fourth downs and, and Philly took advantage, give them a seven, one record commanders after this game led to, you know, them being a team that sold. And now they're three and five and Philly seven, one kind of holding on to that best record in the league, you know, our best record in the NFC right now. Yep. Uh, and I mean, they keep winning. Jalen Hurts is banged up. Uh, but AJ Brown, man, that trade. AJ looking Brown worse is, and worse for the Titans. No, looking worse for the Titans, but looking great for the Eagles. I mean, AJ Brown seems unstoppable right now, and that's exactly why they got him so they can lean on him. I mean, Jalen Hurts just seems like he can just toss it up to him, and he's coming down with everything, and yeah. he's scoring. Yeah. And lo and behold, DeAndre Swift, who's staying healthy so far through eight games this season, has been bowling. This yeah, is exactly what I want to see from, from DeAndre Swift. Yeah. I, I hope he stays healthy the entire year. I do really do. Um, I mean, great, great, uh, great wherewithal from the Eagles to win this game. Washington kept it close. Sam Howell played a great game, you know, despite the turnover. I mean, he almost threw 400 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty good in my book. So, I mean, we see flashes from Sam Howell, you know, Washington obviously selling after this game. Um, it, in my mind, that kind of that's kind of waving the white flag, even though you're three and five, which I don't, I'd agree. Know, I, don't, I don't necessarily know that I love because that division is I mean, yeah, the Cowboys are in it, but I mean, the Giants aren't what they were. So I, I still feel like you could stay in the mix there. But I mean, Washington, I don't know. I, Caleb, I mean, do you like Cowboys? Do you, do, you, do you maybe go another year just to see? I've had to th- I've had to think about this one. I mean, he played great. I mean, truthfully, I don't really know if I could be like, oh my gosh, they were losing this game because of Al, because you could argue he was why they were winning, you know, for that much and looked like the better team for three and a half quarters. Um, right. If I was Washington, I would look to engage in a Kyler Murray trade if possible. Oh, but okay. if, 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 if you can't get a guy like that, a substantial upgrade, like I did, Ryan Tannehill does nothing for me. You're trying to get no. a guy like that. That does nothing. No. for me. That's not no, going to no, no, fix no. the solution. Um, that's not going to be anything that you can really build off of. Um, like that type of tier. That's just not hitting me. If you're watching, you got to go swing for somebody. And that would be the only reason I would, if you could get a guy like Kyler, I would consider it. But other than that, I think I would try to stay. I mean, if they suck, I guess the other part is if they suck bad enough, maybe you can get a top quarterback. I mean, maybe they can, maybe that is kind of their goal. They're three and five. I mean, can they get inside the top five? Is there any chance that Williams or may don't go one or two? Mm, maybe May, but I think Williams is going. 
I mean, I, I think if they could get a quarterback on one of the elite quarterbacks in the draft, you'd probably take it. But if you're not getting that, or you're not getting a guy like Kyler, I'd probably be old off. Next up, uh, Houston and Carolina. Carolina coming out with their first one of the season uh, against this Houston team. It's nice to talk about Carolina. It's nice to talk about Devin Voss's team doing something productive. Uh, <laughs> one and six, uh, getting the job done uh, with the 15 to 13 score. Uh, and Bryce, I, I'll just be honest. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought this Carolina team, obviously they needed to get a win, right? They were over, but how they were, how they were able to get Bryce going and relying on this defense, which has always been my thing. Like I have a man crush on this Carolina defense and I don't understand. I just have for years and years and years. There are players on this team that I really, really like. And this is where I feel like this team has to go. If Bryce Young just doesn't turn the ball over, like, I think they're okay. But once he gets over his head, this team has, I mean, frankly, this team has no shot when he gets over his head. But when they can control the game like this and take control of the game script, which they pretty much did, they're going to be all right. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Uh, I mean, the new play caller, I think, makes a difference for Carolina. Yes. Um, so I think it's good that they that Frank finally relinquished those duties. Long overdue. Yeah, and you see got a little bit of success now. I mean, were they a little bit lucky that they're playing Houston, who's still figuring out? Yes, probably. But nonetheless, Houston has been, they were a 500 team uh, when they played them. And they won. And, you know, it took a little bit of help, but they got it done. They get they get the W. Stroud and Houston, they're going to be fine. They're still working. Through. I mean, you can't expect Stroud to, you know, bust down the doors every, every week as a rookie. Right? There's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be games where, you know, things just kind of look flat. Um, and it, they just didn't get it done. They're still figuring out the run game a little bit, too. So... Both these teams will be fine. Uh, Houston will be fine. Carolina, we'll see. I, I'd like to see the playbook, you know, the play calling a little bit more. I I was really sad Houston lost this game. I am Not too. Good. I feel like this is a, a game coming off a of bye week. If you really want to take the step that I think this team wants to take, you you got to be Carolina at home off a of bye. Yeah. Um, because I'll be honest, if they probably won this game, I would probably be proposing you the question of is this team the seventh seed in the AFC? Mm-hmm. Like I think that that doesn't mean they still can't get there. I just think it's a tougher pathway given that you can't beat arguably the worst team in football. Um right. you're looking at you know the schedule you have in the next four weeks, you know, Tampa at home. I think that's a tough game for them, especially with bowls against rookie quarterbacks at Cincinnati. They play Jacksonville. Um, like there's some games in there I don't love for them. The Jets defense in New York, I don't love that. Cleveland's defense, like I feel like they've got some talent, and they're just gonna have to win these games that are quote unquote gimmies, at least in our eyes, and probably in their eyes as well. Um, but I I, I was sad at how they looked, and for Carolina, I just you just want to see them, yeah, yeah, keep doing it. Just keep making plays, keep making improvements. I think we all know they're just not a very good football team. They're one of the most 
a bottom five football team. They're playing the Colts this week at home. And I think I think there's a shot there if they can play within their script um against Minshew. Uh but they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure it out. They're gonna have to figure it out. Um and it seems like their the OC change helped. Uh next up the Colts and the Saints. Um Bryce, you let Dennis Allen walk all over you. Uh your franchise just let him walk all over you. Let uh, Rashid Shahid walk all over us. Fair enough. Uh, that 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 was a, uh, I mean, a shootout, a weird shootout. Um, twenty-one to twenty uh, after the end of the half, and then, you know, Rice. I, I felt like specifically the Camara touchdown in the third was just like the oh, like man, we didn't need that right there. Like, it felt yeah. like they did what they could have, but to me, that felt like the dagger. Not necessarily some of those Shaheed passes. Um, because that that touchdown, I, I just... I think I think with Minshew, it's really weird, right? And I texted you and, and Zach this. Like, I think Minshew is better when the play breaks down. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, when the play breaks down and they're down by a significant, they're down in the game, like by a lot. That's what I just feel like he's trying to do way more than he's capable of. And it's yeah. like, gets off that script that I, it feels like they're trying to get him back towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, I totally agree with you. <sighs> Man, it's just another one of those games where you feel like the Colts could win. They were just a Absolutely. player two out of it. Absolutely. And they just didn't make it happen. And I mean, Taysom Hill, we couldn't talk, stop Taysom Hill. I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, the defense, I mean, for us, seeing what we have at corner, because we're so limited now, uh, this was obviously not the game to do it because Shahid, uh, you know, burned us for 153 yards on only three catches. I mean, it's just bad. Yeah. It's just bad. And I, I know there's growing pains with the defense. And does it really matter if we win or lose this season because Richardson's out? No, but it, it's always nice to win. When it's your team, it's always nice to win. Um, and we just didn't get done. It's still fun. Like, I still enjoy watching them. It's not like an unwatchable product that Steichen is putting out there. And and let me say again, Caleb, all eight games, Steichen's offense has put up 20-plus points, or this team has put up 20-plus points. So it's huh. not unwatchable. No, it's not actually at all. not even not impressive that, that you do that. You know, so it gives me hope for the future. You know, whatever we do with our first round draft pick this year, you know, whether we go offense or defense, I think is exciting. I totally Um, agree. You know, I mean, obviously the pipe dream, Caleb, is Marvin Harrison Jr. pair with Anthony Richardson for, you know, years to come. I don't think that's likely, um, although I would absolutely love that. But yeah, obviously we need help at corner. You know, we've had a lot of misfortune. We had the Flowers injury. We had Rodgers getting suspended for gambling. Um, we lost, uh, well, Brent's has been hurt. And I feel like we lost somebody else too. They, they've, they, they're, their it. secondary really does need some. It is just, it help. is just, yeah. But and you know what? The game was sold out at Lucas Oil. It means the fans are in it. They're excited. 
And for the Saints, it keeps them in it keeps them around, especially in the division. And they should be winning this this division with ease, but they I have agree. not been able to put it together. And they finally did. It just had to be against my Colts, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, they did. I yeah, they really. I thought they did kind of put together a complete performance. I mean, Carr didn't turn the ball over, well, except the fumble. But he had he had three hundred yards passing and two and two touchdowns. Um, you know, Kamara looked pretty strong. I thought two touchdowns. Thomas had some looks. Um, Alave five five catches forty six yards. I think that'll be better. Um, I, I just I think they've got to figure out ways to get Shahid going. That's when this offense clicks. When he can make plays down the field, it just opens up something for this team. I don't know if Derek Carr. They don't trust Derek Carr to make the deep throw, but I hope that they try to get that going um, more in the future. Bryce, I really like their upcoming schedule. Um, here's their next five: Chicago at Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, and Carolina. Mm-hmm. You have got to figure out ways to get wins in three or four of those games. Put yourself at three and two. Go, you know, get beat the Bears, beat the Vikings, go three and zero before the bye, and then you were talking about a team that you know might might seal that division if they can pull a three game win streak together. Um, and that's that's the this team this team is spending way too much money for them not to be in this conversation in a divisional and a divisional lead um, at some point. So. And that will that will conclude it for us on on the podcast. Uh, you know, again, big one with the deadline, uh, all that other stuff. Uh, just massive football day. Uh, back shoulder fade again. Touched on Bobby Knight. Touched on Bobby Knight just a little bit mm, uh, on, on that Red. on that pod. Uh, so you know, if you want to hear kind of kind of a little bit of the thought on that, uh, check that out. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for us. We'll get into next week. Um, Bryce, uh, college football playoff ranking, put Ohio state at number one. OH baby. Can I, can I have, I have one rant on the the football ranking. I, we kind of touched on it with back shoulder fade, but we didn't do it a ton on Lynn sanity. Okay. Am I going to be mad? No, cause your, your bias is coming in here. So you're not going to be mad Okay, because, you know, cause you're going to agree with me because of your bias. Okay. Let's hear it. I don't understand. If your argument is that Ohio State is number one based off their strength of schedule, then how is Michigan number three? Because Michigan is a awful strength of schedule. Awful. They have an awful strength of schedule. Um, they have not faced or beaten anyone of any respect. And I feel like at some point, you know, if this cheating thing goes where it might go, I, I mean, the ranking told me, Bryce, that if Ohio State beats Michigan, Michigan's done. Yeah. That's what the ranking told me. And I didn't I didn't think that was going to be the case when you played them. I didn't think that was going to be the case. Uh, I thought both of them would have been pretty safe regardless of the – but I kind of feel that way. Given, given the way the Pac-12 seems to be looking and given the fact that I'm pretty confident Texas is going to pound through the Big 12, I think – the, the, they don't have a lot of room for error. No, not at all. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, uh, it, it was very intriguing to see the committee do that. Um, but I think it makes a statement, man. Uh, yeah, go like schedule hard teams out of conference. 
and other teams don't really do that. Um, you know, Alabama finally did it with Texas and, and we can see why they didn't because they should have lost last season until yes. Ewers got hurt. And then Ewers was healthy this time and they lost. Yeah. Um, and now we see Alabama not even in the top four because of that. Um, and they struggled throughout the season as well. Go Brian Kelly this weekend, by the way. Um, we'll see if he can pull it off. We'll see. But yes, I, I think the message is clear. If if Ohio State beats Michigan, they are done and out of the ranking. Um, if Michigan beats Ohio State, Ohio State may still sneak in there. I think if Ohio State loses it, if they lose to Michigan, they have to lose close in order to stay in the rankings. If they go in there and get blown out, I don't think they make it. There there could be another team waiting in the wings there. Fair enough. We'll see. Yeah, fair we'll enough. And once again, thank you for listening to the Lone Sound Podcast.